Over the last 20 years or so, little by little, I feel age creeping up on me. I move slower, my body aches, and the aches last a lot longer. So often I feel, well, oh, so tired. <laughs> I feel better when I'm eating my favorite snacks. I love chocolate. But guess what? The weight creeps on and it's so much harder to get it off. So everything seems so much harder. I ask myself all the time, what is going on? Well, obviously, I'm getting older. But what do I do? I want a better quality of life. So in order to get there, I think that I need to actually take a moment and reset. That's right. Reset. I'm Beverly Morrison-Green. I'm inviting you to come with me on a journey. Over the next six episodes, we're going to check out our attitudes and some exercises that are very simple. Food, that's right, some yummy, delicious food that's actually very healthy for us. We'll see how our religions and our mindfulness can help us and keep us centered and how to keep ourselves connected with other people. And we'll make sure that we're all getting the health care that we not only need, but deserve. So come on with me. Let's start this journey together and let's stay healthy together. We've all heard about how important it is to have a positive attitude, right? Uh, Keep things positive. Yeah, okay, I suppose that's more pleasant for everyone, but what does this have to do with staying healthy. There's a researcher at the University of Michigan named Afton Hassett, and she has found that being deliberately positive, doing positive things, having positive thoughts, does indeed have an effect on your health. I want to talk to Afton and learn more. Afton, thank you so much for joining us today on the Reset Podcast. So glad you're here. Oh, Beverly, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So we've been talking about positive thinking. Can you talk to us about prehabilitation and actually what that is? Um, I work closely with surgeons at the University of Michigan. And um, when patients are preparing for surgery, they're often and usually anxious. And this makes sense because there's not a lot for them to do other than think about this upcoming surgery and grow more and more anxious. So the notion is that if we could do something valuable that might be helpful to patients as they prepare for surgery, they might not only arrive at surgery better able to undergo it, but they might be less anxious and feel empowered. And so I've worked with um, surgeons and other psychologists to develop a program of prehabilitation. And so when you have surgery and after surgery you undergo rehabilitation, this is prehabilitation. And uh, the project that we've been working on is developing a series of um, videos that inform and talk a lot about the surgical process as well as what to expect, and then also some relaxation techniques such as teaching deep breathing, listening to some guided imageries, just you know some lovely exposures to um, walking down the, a shady path or being on the beach, and just to help induce relaxation. And uh, we've been testing this. 
And we have found that patients not only are infinitely less anxious on the day of surgery, but also that the patients use far less opioid medication after surgery. So I'm thinking to myself, right? That's really interesting. If relaxing the mind can help patients be less anxious about surgery and even rely less on drugs for painkilling afterwards, then what else can positive thinking do for us on a daily basis? As a researcher, you came up with this concept and how exactly have you found that this has helped people? Oh, so there are many practices that could help us be better at becoming aware of the day-to-day things that are good in our lives. So we as humans do a really great job at finding all the negativity, right? It's, it's kind of our survival. And, and, and this was great when we were roaming the, the deserts as you know, very primitive beings that we needed to watch out for threat. And so everything was a threat. But now as humans in an industrialized world and cities, um, looking for threat all the time is just not healthy. And so what we strive to do is to teach people how to look for good and one element of good is gratitude. And gratitude is an an incredibly powerful emotion. I think it kind of overlaps with some of that prayer and meditation. There is just a sense of feeling good and settled and less stressed when one's grateful. It's almost impossible to be upset and grateful at the same moment, right? They're just opposing. And so as a way to teach gratitude, um, there's a lot of things. People can keep gratitude diaries where they write down something that they're grateful for on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, write down a bunch of things, write down the same things. I mean, there's many different practices. One practice that we have tested is something like a gratitude jar or something that we even call a positive piggy bank. The main element is that you have some sort of vessel to put grateful notes in. So it could be a journal that you're writing in. It can be a box that you put little pieces of paper in. For us, and what we tested and research is a piggy bank that people put little slips of paper in. And um, the instructions are simple. It's Write down one thing that made you happy that day or that you are grateful for and just put it in your little gratitude box, piggy bank in your journal. And what's kind of marvelous is if you do this as a regular practice, after a certain period of time, you've accumulated quite a bit of little happy memories that you might even forget about, you know, a month later. And then what we suggest is that at some point in time, say end of the month or two months, whatever, Open up the jar, box, piggy bank, and look at those little memory slips. And it's really enlightening to see and to remember what these events were in the past. And then you have a record of them and you think, oh my gosh, so many good things happened and I Mm -hmm. totally forgot about that. A positive piggy bank to store positive memories. Okay, that sounds good, right? But does it really work? Well, I talked to Miss Ola Spears from Detroit, who is someone who has totally embraced this new concept. When did you start doing these jars and what has it meant to you? I received uh, a phone call from, uh, I believe it's from University of Michigan, Mm -hmm. and asked if I would participate in the Positive Step program. Mm -hmm. And the gratuity jar was one of the activities. Okay. 
they mailed me the gratuity jar. Okay. And with it came the little slips of paper. I think for every day I was supposed to write down, was it five things? I don't remember exactly. Mm -hmm. But I was just writing and writing and writing. <laughs> it just, um, it was so helpful. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really... And so now what I do, I write down the date. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. On the on the little slips of paper. I used to have my gratuity jar sitting on a shelf. Mm -hmm. And I accidentally broke it. Oh, oh my heart was broken. Oh. And, so, <laughs> and so they were so kind, they sent me another one. Okay. And uh, but in the meantime, until I got another one, I sort of made my own. I got a little oh, plastic great. container. Mm -hmm. But that's how I started writing down things that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I continue to do that. Do you mind sharing some of the blessings in your gratuity jar? I know you probably have it in another room, but could you get it for me and read some things? You have two. I have two. <laughs> they said, and that's not enough. You need, no. you need bigger jars, don't you? I, I need, yes, <laughs> I need bigger jars because sometimes what I have to do, you know, you smash them down. Yes. And pack down. Pack, pack them okay. down. Okay, and so running over, right? This one. Oh, this one is, uh, it was written uh, November 19 mm -hmm. of last year. And it says, I am grateful that the Lord let me see another birthday, mm. 75 years old. Oh. Thank you, God. Thank you. That's one. Your birthday is November 19th? November 19th. So is my daughter's. My really? youngest daughter. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> this one was written in March of this year. Okay. I am grateful for receiving orange juice and uh, two toilet bowl cleaners that a lady paid for at CVS. Mm. The lady that was in front of me, mm. that uh, she she was a coupon person. Okay. And she had a lot of coupons. And uh, she said, because, and it took a while, mm -hmm. and she said, because I was so patiently waiting, she paid for mine. She blessed you. Isn't she, that amazing? Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> I didn't. Ex I said, you don't have to do this. But she said, but I want to. I like doing it. Oh, I, yeah. She paid it forward. That's she beautiful. sure did. Oh, this is one regarding my daughter. I am grateful for good treatments for Anna. Mm. I have a daughter now that has uh, breast cancer. Mm. Um, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I uh, I am so grateful that the Lord has brought me through that storm. Mm -hmm. I know there's still storms to go through, Absolutely. but He brought me through. I was able to observe Miss Spears' face as she looked at some of these blessings. And, you know, just to see the joy um, as she read, she would look at it and then a smile would come. And she said, this is when X, Y, and Z happened. Uh, the most significant one, though, I think, is when she talked about her daughter who is going through breast cancer and how she was able to write something positive. I saw her light up 
when she read that one. So what is it about us going through those kinds of situations? Yeah. Uh, the cancer diagnosis or our children or a parent. Uh, what is it about the positivity um, that the gratuity jar or any of the other uh, things that you have given us here this uh, during this podcast, what is it about the emotional state that changes when we read these? Oh, it, it, it's so powerful, and I think it's multiple things. Um, I think looking at these beautiful memories and, and positive things, that gives us hope. And I think often when we get a diagnosis like cancer, Hope is really needed. And, um, and I'm glad you asked about this. We actually conducted a small study at the University of Michigan and in the Department of Oncology with women who were undergoing breast cancer surgery. And um, initially, the oncologist kind of laughed at us a little bit, but we told them about wanting to do the positive piggy bank. And these women who had just gotten this diagnosis and were told they're going to have surgery, and they said, Okay, give it a try. And so we had about 20 women um, complete the positive piggy bank before their surgery and then undergo surgery. We tracked them throughout the process on the day of surgery and a few weeks later and found that not only did they do a beautiful job, they actually did the positive piggy bank and wrote down all these memories, but benefited from it. They had less fatigue, they slept better, they reported less pain. And I think more than anything, it just helped them reflect on what, you know, even though you have really bad news, what is still beautiful and special to them in the moment, mm -hmm. a lot like what you were describing. That's beautiful. Ola Spears feels that positivity works for any situation at any given time. It's brought me joy to read what I've written me months too. ago. Me too. It brought me joy. And uh, it brings you joy when you think about how good God has been, it, it's a, it's a, it benefits everybody, not only uh, African-Americans. It benefits everyone to do this, young, old, in between. I know uh, Ms. Spears was mentioning the pandemic for her mm -hmm. and that she was afraid to go out. She was afraid to do mm -hmm. things. And so she had to take that one step. Yes. And when she took one step, she took another. And finally, she was able to overcome yeah. her fear. Yeah. Um, so much so that uh, the other thing that you talk about is the acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. um, she was in the grocery store. And I mentioned earlier that someone paid for her groceries. She didn't expect that. Yeah. But wow, what a positive thing that yeah. was because she took that one step yeah. out of her comfort zone, after, especially after the pandemic. Um, that single act of kindness probably spurred her to do something else kind. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it builds upon um, each person's act. And pretty soon, instead of one single act of kindness coming from one person, 15 acts of kindness may have grown from that. Mm -hmm. So... And I think the other thing is that people might put off doing an act of kindness because it feels like, oh, I don't have money to do this. Or Acts of kindness are teeny things. Yes. It's a text. Texting somebody, hey, loving you, thinking about you, miss you. It's, you know, bringing somebody a cookie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it's almost anything you can think of as long as it's from the kindness of your heart. And, and really nothing is expected in return. Is there anything else you want to share in terms of us um, being positive thinkers moving mm. forward? Yes. 
Oh, so much more. But um, I, I think that the key is to become aware of the things that you do that defeat you, right? What are the thoughts that spur inactivity or the thoughts that spur fear that make you afraid to get out of the house, the thoughts that make you put off a doctor's appointment you should to get something mm. checked off? Mm-hmm. You know, so examining those thoughts and those doubts and, um, and walking past them. So again, it's a little bit about kind of being brave and not, you know, letting ourselves um, be crippled by our negative thoughts. Um, And that means, conversely, thinking more positive thoughts. Most people are really good counselors to their friends, right? Yes. And I think you may have intimated this before, that you, you know, you probably are such a supportive friend and you say the right things and people feel better when they walk away from a conversation with you. But conversely, you know, examine how we talk to ourselves. Sometimes we don't give ourselves the same benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. We're not compassionate with ourselves and we need to be. Ah, compassion with myself. Oh my gosh. I don't do that nearly enough. It's so easy to be self-critical, at least for me. How about you? Are you being compassionate with yourself? Well, if you're not, I know I'm not, so let's both work on that. And I'm hopeful that you'll join us again for our next episode on The Reset Podcast. We'll be looking at different ways to stay physically active, and and let's keep the positivity flowing, and let's keep our healthfulness going. Now, excuse me while I go jot down some positive memories to put in my gratuity jar. The Reset Podcast is a project of the University of Michigan School of Public Health in partnership with the Detroit Health Department and is produced by Michigan Media. Funding is provided by the National Institute of Nursing Research.